0: okay, this relationship is maybe feeling a little bit weird between him and his ex, but I'm trying to not be this. I'm not going to be, make a big deal out of it. I don't want to come across as crazy or jealous or whatever. Like I'll be the cool girlfriend who doesn't care. I'll be easygoing, blah, 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 blah. What happened between that time and then the time that you showed up on our doorstep saying, Brittany, help me. (laughs) Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside i'm Brittany lynch and you are the queen of your castle hello 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 welcome to another episode of the queen of your castle podcast i am your host Brittany lynch and i'm super excited to have a super special guest on the show today lisa may harrison one of our friends one of our sisters one of our members of the stepmom story is here to speak to you about her experience as a stepmom. You know, we have all types of guests on this show. A lot of the times it's just me blabbing about, you know what. But the real reason that I sit in this chair and I record this podcast week after week after week is for the people who are listening to this show. And sometimes it is nice to hear from somebody who has been in your shoes, maybe not that long ago, who has some words of wisdom to share who has a story that you can relate to, who has been through some shit and lived to tell the tale. So Lisa May, thank you for being one of those voices. Thank you for being one of those listeners of the show who is now a guest on the show. What a cool full circle, <laughs> full circle moment because that's where it all began for us. So yeah, thanks for being here. Um, And go, just go ahead and let us know who is Lisa May. Who are you? Where are you from? Who's a part of your
1: step family? Where do you live? How old are your step kids?
0: All that good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Holy shit. Full circle. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, I am, uh, I live in Alaska, um, I am a, I've lived here for six years. I am a believer and happily ever afters, although, um, you know, sometimes it feels like a long shot. So, um, but I am perennial in like my pursuit to understand and grasp the concept of being content. Um, so, or just contentment. Um and I am a seven. I have two stepchildren, they are 5 and 7. And I recently got married and um yeah that's kind of it. That's me. Mm. Tell me more about
0: this contentment that you are passionately fearlessly in
1: pursuing. <laughs> what does contentment mean to you? Um just being, just content, you know, being in this, in this life, in this blended family, um, being content, just not, not worrying, not feeling stress or fear or anxiety or feeling like, you know, I'm living, um, you know, at the mercy of someone else, just really feeling, not feeling any of that, just feeling really content every day. I mean, yeah, the pursuit is, is real. It is my ultimate goal.
0: Mm -hmm. Arguably, I think probably every stepmom listening to this and not listening to this show has struggled with that feeling like our lives are kind of at the mercy of other people and at the hands of other people. Before we get into, you know, why this pursuit of contentment, Rose up for you, why you began this pursuit. I want to zip back in time a little bit and I want to get a, just a bit, a little bit of a picture of what it used to be like for you. In other words, specifically when you fell in love with your now husband, if you're like most of us, then you probably had this idea, this ideal vision about what it was going to be like to fall in love with Prince Charming and live happily ever after. And there's usually the what we think it's going to be like, and then there is the what it actually turns out to be. So if you can zip us back into time to when you first met him and you guys first fell in love, what were sort of your expectations as far as what you thought it was going to be like to be in a relationship with a man who had kids and had an ex-wife what were those what were those expectations what were those dreams what was that fantasy like for you
1: um yes (laughs) great question um I really okay with him I have to say I really um don't remember having any expectations. But I will tell you that at some point in my life before I met my husband, I remember this one time I have this thought in my mind. Oh, gosh, that um, if I ever met a man who had kids, um, that it would be perfect because I wasn't really confident. um, If I ever wanted to be a mom, um, but I always knew I'd be a really good parent. So I guess it just, I, the scenario I have in my head appealed to me because I would thought I would have the best of both worlds. <laughs> like just this of thought. I remember it went through my mind one time and then, you know, fast forward to, I meet my husband, um, and we start chatting and he tells me, you know, he is like freshly divorced. Um, red flag? No, not for me. (laughs) No way. Um, I was just like, cool. He's free. Um, and you know, he's got two kids and, um, you know, he talked so much about them and, and, you know, these things he loved about them and their little personalities and they were so young. Um, I really want to say that I, you know, going back to those expectations and stuff, or what I thought it was going to look like, um, I really didn't even think about it. I was so in la la land with him and really was just kind of going with the flow like, all red flags, like, put my blinders on, like, there was nothing. <laughs> um, but it really didn't take long for me to really kind of um, start seeing. Um, those red flags you know in the beginning I didn't but it didn't take long and then I think I really just kind of um, moved past it and thought that and, and built my expectations at that point and thought you know I'm just gonna be so easygoing and I'm gonna be so understanding and everybody loves me so um, if I can just win her over and just have, you know, the chance to have a conversation with the ex, like everything's going to be okay. She's going to love me. <laughs> um, uh, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> 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 We laugh, we laugh
0: because it's, it's just so relatable. You know, I have, as you say this, I have this, a very same, a very similar um, story, a very similar memory of, you know, what I thought it was going to be like with my husband's ex-wife, you know, I thought we were gonna be besties and like go to Vegas together and have coffee on Sundays. And I thought that, that, and I had the same thing, right? Like she'll meet me and she'll love me. I'm fun. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. I'll be great to her son, blah, 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 blah. But, and yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. Like I respect your space. Like, no, no, no. So
0: you, you spoke about, um, red flags a couple of times and I mean I don't want to go down a path of like um pointing out people's pain or making a thing out of um places that people have to heal but I think that for a lot of us, there are a lot of similarities in our partners when we first get into a relationship with them that many of us choose to turn a blind eye to because so many of us stepmoms, I've, I'm convinced that the reason that we stick around for this stepmom BS, in, especially in the beginning is because we find this kind of love that we didn't actually think existed. We're willing to look past a lot of this stuff because the love that we find with our partners is just, it's magical. It's worth looking past these things for so not out of not out of any like slanderous or judgmental place, I ask this question, but purely from a place of like relatability and kind of validating the fact that we do look past these sorts of things. Could you could you identify like one or two of these red flag? things that you in retrospect were like yeah I was totally turning a blind eye to that and maybe that needed a little bit more attention than I was willing to give it
1: yeah oh yeah um I I guess I gotta say the first thing when it really you know those everything was being ignored ignored. in retrospect I can I can kind of see where maybe things could have should have been redone or or done a little bit differently but when it really became um apparent to me was um yeah I guess I know you're right it is kind of hard like well do I do I say that um my my husband, just boyfriend at the time would have these long drawn out conversations with his ex and they would go on for hours, um, you know, a couple hours at a time. We'd be in, you know, sitting on the couch, watching a movie, spending our evening together and he'd be in this like text store with her um, and the calls were nonstop. Um, she, you know, always, um, you know, needed him for something. So, um, it was just kind of like, um, it just really started to feel, maybe I didn't really know at the time. Um, but it just started to feel like maybe there's some like unfinished business here. Like maybe there hasn't been any closure. Like, you know, clearly there was a lot to be discussed. And I really kind of had to just like sit there, and or I didn't have to, but at the time, you know, I was like I would just sit there, just deal with it, and um, yeah, it was no bueno. Hmm. Hmm.
0: And and this this is something that comes up for a lot of stepmothers as well is this question of like how much contact is acceptable between our spouses and the ex like how much contact is like normal what is that supposed to look like what are those boundaries supposed to look like and when you're just establishing your new relationship dynamic those things are really hard to establish and really hard to know so we won't pull necessarily anymore at that but I'm curious you know what what was the continuation of your story obviously now you guys are married things worked out to be okay but there was a period of time in between there specifically like when you showed up on our virtual doorstep and said help me (laughs) what was kind of your story what was your story in between there you know these like okay this relationship is maybe feeling a little bit weird between him and his ex but I'm trying to not be this I'm not going to be a Make a big deal out of it. I don't want to come across as crazy or jealous or whatever. Yeah. Like I'll be the cool girlfriend who doesn't care. I'll be easygoing, blah, 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 blah. What happened yeah. between that time and then the time that you showed up on our doorstep saying, Brittany, help me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> help me, please. <laughs> um, you know, well, as I'm as I'm like thinking about that, you know, I think it's it's fair to mention um really so that maybe so it makes sense. Um, you know, my husband had, um, they had a relationship where they were, um, however you want to call it, maybe call it co-parenting in the same house, uh, for a year while they were going through their divorce, the divorce finalized and he <laughs> met me a couple months later. So, It was very, it was out one door into the other. So um, understandably, unfortunately for me, but understandably, there was a lot unsaid, unfinished, no closure. It was literally out one door into the other. And to no fault of my husband, I mean, you know, he was living in that um, situation for miserably for a year and finally was able to get out and explore new things. And we met and we didn't intend to feel the way we did and, you know, to go as far as we did. And it happened really fast. And it was just like, that was it. There was no other, there wasn't anything else we were going to, or at least I thought we were going to, uh continue that road. But um, yeah, they had a moment of, um, of difficulty, Uh, you know, he started living with me and and that that was a huge problem. Um, And then we bought the house we live in now. And, uh, you know, that presented a whole new set of problems, um, you know, we were now able to have, he was now able to have, uh, you know, his part of custody of the children, um were two weeks on two weeks off. And uh, I remember we had them for two weeks. And, uh, you know, it, it was really, really difficult. But prior to that, we'd only been able to see them you know or he had been able to see them you know maybe on a Sunday or something every other week or every you know um just only a couple days so we had them for two weeks and it was just a really intense two weeks by week two you know you set up your routine and then they have to go back and this is the first time ever we had never ever experienced the two weeks on two weeks off and so it was really um just a huge turning point for him. I think at that point, he it became very real. You know, I am now going to lose half of my children's upbringing, their life. And, you know, he went through this really dark phase and um, his ex-wife, um, and again, you know, this is really no intent to slander. This is just really um, my my point of view, you know, being on the outside looking in, um, you know, I think that it was an opportunity for her to, um, you know, maybe perhaps take advantage of the situation. Um, I think, I, you know, how do I say this? With all due respect, there are some manipulation tactics. And so, um, been you know he went back um or thought he was going to go back to that to that you know failed relationship because he couldn't see any other way around it. he couldn't be without his kids so that um was very short-lived um you know only a few days and then uh it was devastating you know going through that decision i remember every single day for a few weeks him going back and forth i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what's right i can't be without my kids there's no future you know like without them it was just it was awful awful so then the 3 days or few days and then um you know he just called me one morning and he's like i can't do this like this is not for me um i will never ever I don't, you know, I don't love that person. I never will. Um, and I I made a mistake. This just this isn't for me. So Q2, (laughs) uh where we really started to really like work on a relationship that had really only just begun. You know, um, so it was extremely difficult. Um, and there was boundary issues even after. Him and I got back together and started getting on a normal schedule with the kids. So, um, yeah, I felt really um, in a place where I really just didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't understand how to make any of it work. I didn't understand anything of of what I felt. Nothing, um, and I was desperate, really desperate for some support. Um, you know, I knew I didn't want to leave. I knew. That, um, you know, a lot of people wouldn't understand why I was still here um, in this relationship, you know, and that's okay. But I knew and um, yeah, it's difficult. So I started looking um, for, I go on Instagram and I looked up the hashtag stepmom and I was like, just looking through all the tags. I'm like, all right, what can, what can I find? I need something. And I did, I came across this, um, you know, coach and someone who was offering counseling. Um, And it was just, it was, I ended up, you know, getting into it. And it was really just a place where I could vent and as good as it felt to get it out in the moment, um, you know, I never, I, I never, it never left me, you know, feeling good at all. And then I would get these worksheets. you know how to work through the triggers and stuff but what I really needed was the why you know the why and everything why do I feel the way I do why does this happen why does that happen like why you know just really needed support in the why um so yeah so then that coach suggested I listen to um the queen of your castle podcast and you know this is really like something important that you know stood out to me was every single time that I did listen to the podcast. it almost became uncanny. It, how many times um, that the content was in direct relation to something that I needed to hear, um, something that I was thinking or actually going through it. and so that's how that
0: happen. Mm. You mean this podcast? Do <laughs> you mean this yeah. podcast that you're talking about
1: yeah. right now? One right here. Oh
0: I I found myself getting goosebumps like quite a few times through that through that story um for many reasons. And the 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 thought that has been like coming through this whole time is just like how i want to wrap everybody in this situation in the past in like this big blanket of compassion because what a messy and ugly and painful and vulnerable place for everybody to be in and obviously i'm on team stepmom right obviously i'm always have got the big foam fingers to say number one stepmom that's always the test the side that i see first um but also and also this is a fear of so many of us is you know is my partner going to go back to their ex do they still love their ex? Will they still like, will they leave me for their ex? And there's so many um, stories that, that stepmoms can create about that. And, and it is because it does happen. It's, it does happen all of the time. Our partners do go back to their exes all of the time. And sometimes that works out and sometimes that doesn't work out. And that's really neither here nor there. Um, But I I do want to like thank you for being courageous enough to share that part of your story because, you know, like I shared in our in our group a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot of shame around relationships ending. And around relationships not working out. And so if a relationship didn't work out, for example, between stepmom and her partner, because her partner went back to the ex, there would be a lot of shame around that of like, I'm not good enough. I did something wrong. Like, what did I do? What could I have done differently? what it is, what is it about me? What does she have that I don't have? All of this, all of your biggest insecurities essentially laid on a silver platter for you to sit there and and stare at with a magnifying
1: glass. Um, Yeah, it definitely came with a set of, um, you know, huge, massive trauma. I mean, it was trauma, right? So just came, you know, now, all of a sudden this really, you know, new relationship turned into <laughs> instead of like pause, okay, now let's move forward. It was like, oh, pause. <laughs> oh, now I we're back together. And, uh, you know, this huge set of trauma and triggers and stuff now need to be worked through.
0: Sure. There was something else too that that you said about how nobody else really gets it. And, and I, I also wanted to pause there and just reflect on that for a second, because I think a lot of the time, um, as people who are coupled with people who have kids aka stepmoms. A lot of the time our friends and our family mean really well and they try to give us advice that's like on. Obviously like our your friends and family are on team lisa. My friends and family are on team brittany. So they're always going to be like, well, you should do this thing, right? But the problem is that when we get advice from friends and family, especially if those friends and family aren't stepmoms, like you said, it doesn't have to make sense to them why you chose to continue this relationship. The fact was that you were going to choose that relationship. And so... I can't tell you how many times I've heard from people saying, you know, my friends and family say I should just like give up on this relationship. I should just move on. Like, is this going to be worth it? Why am I putting in so much work into this thing? Like this ex is never going to go away and these kids are never going to go away and like why don't I just make it easy for myself and find somebody who doesn't have kids? And oh gosh. And yeah. I wonder I'm wondering if that ever if that advice ever came to you from when you said like you didn't really have any support to lean into i'm wondering if that that fell into that under that umbrella at all for you
1: <laughs> yeah um yes yes um yeah i <laughs> bless my family's heart um really just you know, my sisters and stuff, they love them so much. Um, and we really all just uh, um, look out for each other and stuff. But I remember, um, you know, one of my sisters saying one time, um, I can't remember the exact uh, example she used, but I want to say it was something to extent to the extent of, you know, uh, Vin Diesel could walk into my life, and I would never, ever put in this amount of work to be with him, <laughs> you know. Those like, well, you, you, okay, <laughs> okay, I hear what you're saying, you know. Um, that's <laughs> such a millennial, such a millennial
0: crush. Also, such a millennial crush to have. I was like, oh yeah, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I might put in some heavy work for Mindy, so like, let's. You know, I don't know, but um, <laughs> but you know, I, I I get it. It really kind of it kind of stuck with. Obviously, you know, it really stuck with me and stuff. But um, you know, I think that they would feel that way, uh, even if you know our traumatic past hadn't happened. Even if it was simply just we met. I'm a stepmom. I think that you know we have the same opinion no matter what. You know, why would you? Just go choose someone else. Go go maybe somebody else. Like why put this amount of work into one relationship? Like that is just so stressful. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear them. I know. I do. But you know, that's really um it's <sighs> I would really just be running from myself mm-hmm. if I. Left this and decided, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go be alone, or I'm gonna go find someone who I can be nuclear with, and there's no, you know, there's no, um, you know, no past marriages or or children. Um, But you know, we compound our suffering by looking too closely at the thing that causes us pain. So. It's really just a series of choices. You know, I choose not to run for myself. I choose again and again and again.
0: Everyone listening, that was a mic drop moment. So reverse, back up 30 seconds and write that down. (laughs) Make that your screensaver, write it on your bathroom. Mirror Lisa Mae Harrison with the mic drop. (laughs) That's all for us, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm just kidding. We've got a lot more to talk
1: about. Uh, Adios.
0: (laughs) What I do want to do, what I would like to fast forward to now is like, obviously, you know, like you said, there's now all of this existing kind of trauma and triggers and stuff around. It's not like, oh, we got back together and then lived happily ever after. It was like, we got back together and then the real work began, right? And then- Thankfully, you you and I ended up connecting and uh, then you ended up joining the story, uh, joining your stepmom story, our community, and you've put in a ton of work, I know, in there and in other avenues of your life to get to where you are today. So if you could give us just a super quick snapshot of what you have done, the energy, that you have invested in yourself so that you didn't have to keep running from yourself. What does that look like? What did that look like? And what is life like for you now, in contrast, since making all of those energetic investments into yourself and your well being and your healing and your onion peeling? <laughs>
1: Uh well you know I got to start over saying there the onion is like it's never ending it's still peeling um it's a series of trials and tribulations to this day you know but um I'm trying to you know really get to a place um you know not only of contentment but really accepting that where there's heartbreak you know there's redemption um we you know um, have a really strong, um, connection and stuff. So, you know, where I really, um, I guess worked on protecting my own energy is just, um, really exploring the deeper parts of myself, you know, really asking those questions of like, um, you know, Why does this bother me? Where is it coming from? Um, You know, um, I I think that's huge. And in any moment that makes you feel really uncomfortable, um, and makes you um, just upset or angry, you know, ask ask yourself why. And that's something that I learned. You know, being uh, in you know part of the story that I otherwise would have never known to ask the questions. I, it took me a really long time to truly, you know, understand um, what it meant um, to figure out what I do want instead of focusing on what I don't want. Um, I know that was one of the questions that was asked so many times, you know, like, uh, what is it that you want and how will you know when you get there? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nobody, you know, like how many people really actually sit there and like think about that? I mean, gosh, it took me months to figure out what that meant, and I'm like just getting there. Just getting there. So, um yeah, boundaries. Learning boundaries. But it's seriously probably what I'm working on um, the most right now because those boundaries are how i can get to a place where i can really protect my peace and really focus on what i do want without those boundaries there for the life of me like it's i can't i can't you're you're never gonna get there um um but yeah, I totally forgot where I was going. I think I started to go on a tangent and I need you to like bring me back. Yeah, me <laughs> that's great. That's
0: fantastic. <laughs> um, I, 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 think I, I, I feel like I need to comment on, on this because I know that there are like specific questions that I can ask to you and, and the other gals inside the story that make you just want to strangle me. Like you hate when I ask these questions <laughs> and that is one of them, right? Like if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to know when you get there? If you don't know what it is that you do want, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get what Absolutely you want. You don't know one it. of the
1: most frustrating questions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And 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 you know, this also goes to show why the story is a lifetime program, right? Because what you can have these questions asked to you a thousand times before whatever protective mechanisms that your mind has created around you will allow you to go in there and actually look at it and play with it. And, and so this process takes time and this unwinding takes time. And this, this peeling the onion takes time and it's never done. So yes, you know, it, it's, it's fantastic that you can acknowledge like, okay, it took a long time before I actually knew how to answer that question. It took a long time before I could stop looking at what is it that I don't want? Ask a stepmom what she doesn't want. She'll give, talk to you for 15 hours. Ask her what mm-hmm. she does want. And we're like, I don't fucking know. Not this though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just know it is not this.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. So, so to circle
0: back to to uh, where, I, where I'm where i curious or what I'm curious about is, you know, and, and to be able to get to this place where you're able to identify what it is that you do want. What have been the resources that you have invested um, your time and your energy into to be able to get to a place where you are in fact healed enough and your nervous system is regulated enough to allow yourself to kind of dream into these spaces and and rest in these places that maybe were not accessible to you this time last year?
1: Um. <clears throat> um i would say learning um what mindfulness means i think that's um maybe i probably have a few number (laughs) ones. they're all up there together (laughs) it's like another number one like mindfulness um you know um that's something that i've learned that's that's helped me um also you know, trying to uh accept what you cannot change. Like I can't stress that enough. Um so um there's a series of things that I would have otherwise never had um before starting, you know, becoming part of the story um and having all those tools and resources. And then I've now gone to a place where I also um, you know, I talk about therapy and stuff with it. You know, I've got a therapist. Um, I have, uh, my husband and I, you know, now have a couples therapist. Um, that's some huge advice I would give, you know, to any of these, just talk about therapy from the get-go and then find a couples therapist. Absolutely. I mean, just, you don't even have to have a problem. Just, just do it. Just do it. You, you'll, you'll see what happens, but really, um, you know, um, I've learned in the story to, um, to let go. Do I always let go? No, (laughs) and we're not all going to. I mean, it's, you know, it's never gonna reach perfection, but, um, you know, I've reached a place where I can, um, you know, know that no matter what, um, that everything's gonna be okay and then I have all these tools and resources to to lean on. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm still getting, <laughs> I think I'm still like floating out to see here on my tangents, but um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, amazing. No.
0: If you could, give yourself as a brand new stepmom or give another stepmom like your number one piece of advice what would that what would that
1: be um um you know again that brings me back to um I don't have that number one piece other than, well, you know, I guess same thing for me. It's just accept what you cannot change. Be open to um, perspective. Um, Honestly, I really feel like if you talk to your mom friends um, about, you know, what it looks like to be in their shoes, um, what they worry about, what they struggle with, um, you know, I've got a best friend who is a mom but is also in a step family dynamic and we are each other's soundboards and we're both um in a place of healing and have our own you know methods and the coaching and meditation and you know all that mindfulness practice and stuff and she has her own and um we really lean on each other for support you know amongst the work that we're doing um you know together and stuff but you know learn to let go just stop being angry <laughs> if the kids if you know your step kids coming in and waking you up on a Saturday morning jumping in a bed really just grind your gears or just like leaves you you know gets you in this place for are now like feeling all this resentment for you know my privacy is being you know compromised and stuff like get your ass up before the kids do you. you know what I mean like you have a choice like stop living just let go like stop living in that thought loop of anger and not feeling like you're in control mm-hmm. you know you're definitely in control
0: mm-hmm. let go and have a great support system friends
1: don't let friends set mom alone we can't do it alone. Yes. Oh, really? I mean, having the girls in the, you know, the, the sub queen community and stuff, just knowing that they're there um, really has helped me so much too. And I just love them all for who they are and all their different stories. Um, yeah, we all, we all have a story and they're not all the same, but they, we all kind of come together um, in this like melting pot of it just somehow even though all of our stories are different we all go through the same shit
0: Mm -hmm. yeah we sure do Lisa is there anything else that you want to share um, with our listeners today
1: um you know, don't, uh, don't people please ask yourself if being understanding is really serving you. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Also put that on your
1: mirror. Also put that on your
0: mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and having this chat with me today and for being so vulnerable and sharing so courageously. Uh, I know that your story is so, so powerful for so many folks to hear. And I am so grateful that you were able to do that for us and for them today. So thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a member of our community. It's been such a pleasure to watch you blossom since meeting you. Um, yeah. Thank
1: you so much. I am so grateful. So excited for this opportunity. This is awesome. I wanted to let you know about a special
0: online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace, Love, Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.